The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Mitchell's front page, the Monday Sports Panel. Peter is in the studio. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Very well, thank you, Mitchell. Beautiful day out there. Beautiful. It's going to be a nice couple of days. I think a little bit of rain maybe later on this weekend. Uh, yeah, weekend, but let's hope we don't get too much. Bucket is on the line as well. Bucket, how are you? Oh, very good indeed, and you? Good, thank you. Well, we may as well get straight into the Hawthorne Football Club, which is the team we're reviewing today. So the brown and gold. Take it away. Yes, basically, when you look at the Hawthorne uh, Football Club, they, they joined the AFL in, in 1925, and they took until 1961 to win their first premiership. But by gee, you know, they've been, you know, right from from, uh, from the start, you know, from the 25 to 61, when they've been a very powerful side. And, you know, one of the highlights of the, of the Hawthorne Football Club was the quality of coaches that they've had over, over those years, Clarks and Kennedy, Alan Jeans, and a bloke called Alan Joyce. You know, they all had great success in bringing that football club right through. And, they, and basically, there was a long list of household names who played for the Hawks. You know, there's far too many of them to mention. And like in, in season 21, they, they, they finished 14th. You know, there was seven wins and 13 losses and two draws. They improved a little, a little spot, but that was the lowest they finished under the class and period of time, you know, so they were very, very good. Their average winning margin was 16 points and their average average losing margin was 30 points. So there was a, a, like a gradual slip there for the Hawthorne Football Club. They used 38 players and they tried eight new players. So that was a real good sign. And Tom Mitchell had a total of 754 possessions for the season. That's outstanding, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I, I think, you know, I think they've got to come from too far back, really, like their feature in finals next year, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you, uh, uh, Bucket. Uh, as you said, they, they, they started the season OK, because I think they beat Essendon in round one, but from rounds two to 13, they really did struggle. But their, their final four games, I think it would have probably pleased um, Sam Mitchell. They beat Brisbane, the Bullies, yeah. Magpies, and they drew the last with the Tigers. But... Um, one thing I did notice that their defensive side of their game, uh, those last four games, their average, the opponents averaged only just under 70 points a game. So they did keep the opposition down a bit. And their defensive style with, with Warple, um, Joy Newcomb, yeah. you got Sicily to come back into that. And um, yeah, it, it's going to be hard to gauge. I'm, look, they've got some good young young players there in Will Day, Lockie uh, Bramble, Jacob Kosciuszki, uh, Granger Barris, um, and Tyler Brockman. So. There's a few things worrying me, Bucket and Mitchell, I'm not sure, but that sort of a fire sale that um, that they tried to um, try to uh, ignite in, in trying to get rid of Bruce, what, Tommy Mitchell, O'Meara, Gunston and Chan Wingard, that just worried me a little bit. Um, I mean, they didn't offload any of those players, but when the coach is ringing up, you know, the, the coach for this year is ringing up other clubs and saying, listen, you know, we've got these boys, they're on the market, do you want to, have, do, you want to do some deals? So... How does that? How does that affect? And um, someone like Sam Mitchell is—is he He's been at Hawthorne. Should he have been at another club before he t- took over the reins? Because we've seen a few, play, you know, ex-players that start their coaching at a club and then stay there and become the senior coach, and it, it doesn't work that often. That's true. Very, very true. 
Um, look, they've got some draft picks. You've got pick 5, 21, 24, 59, 64 and 77 bucket. But I think their midfield's their, their, their problem area. So be interesting who they can pick up with pick 5 in the, in the draft. I think a young bloke, Finn Callaghan, might be the man. Um, or Josh Ward, um, if, they, if they're both available, come pick five. But they were ranked 15th in the clearance uh, differentials um, in 2021. So the midfield is, is, their, is their problem. And I think their more senior players have to get these young players under their wings and, um, and really teach them. And, and um, hopefully they can, uh, they can jump uh, straight into it. One thing about the modern day stats, you know, like people who study those uh, stats, they can rip sides apart, can't they? Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, look, I'm not too sure with, with the Hawks. As I say, I might have it on my face. I'm question marking the appointment yeah. of their coach at this stage, but, you know, he very well could be the man. But we've seen so many clubs say, you know, oh, this, this person's ready for the big job, and gee, we've seen a few fall on their face. Um, yeah. So, anyway, we'll wait and see, but Interesting. They might be a tipster's nightmare too throughout the season because, as you said, they could they play some really good games and then they put in a couple of bad ones. So they need that consistency. Exactly right. Yep, yeah. I reckon you're going to be right. They'll be probably up and down. Where do we think they will finish on the ladder? I think they'll finish it like in the bottom half of the ladder, basically, because like, like they've lost a lot of players like in, in recent years and they haven't replaced them with those sort of players. Like they only got those stars like uh, Tom Mitchell and those sort of guys, Americans are okay. And, uh, yeah, but they haven't got too many others to help them through. No, 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 you, you're right. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Bucket and Mitchell, I think um, 13th to 18th for me. I, I just don't think they can jump up uh, or you know leapfrog a number a number of sides and um, and just some news coming out of um, of Hawthorne too is that the training base at Waverley has been renamed uh, uh, in recognition of the indigenous people and it's now will be referred to as the Bungie Bagora training B-U-N-J-I-I Bagora there you go so uh, that's the Hawthorne Football Club uh, I don't know where we're at and who we'll be talking about next week you're just doing your A to Z's <laughs> yeah, there. Don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne, is it? Okay. Um, we'll, we'll figure that out yeah, anyway. But yeah. look, I thought we might just talk about the A-League because I know all the councillors I could see on social media were very happy to be back with the corporate hospitality down there at GMHBA Stadium on the weekend. But I heard that it wasn't really a great night for Western United, the team that we love. Uh, gee whiz, it's very, very poor, a very, very poor start for the uh, Western United. You know, they get beaten by victory. I know the victory has got a wonderful record, you know, it's the sort of in this competition. But by gee, to, to not score, that's that's a real concern for me. And gee whiz, they've got to do a lot, uh, uh, something about that. They had a crowd of just over 8,000 people. That's up to the standard of what they used to get there in, in the last year or two. Mm, yeah. so it'll be interesting, but by gee, I, I think that poor staff's going to hurt him, you know, all season. Yeah, I think John Aloisi, he, he was a little, he's still a bit upbeat after the game, but as I was saying to Mitchell before, Melbourne Victory's coach, Tony Popovich, uh, he's got a great record bucket uh, when he comes into a, into a new club, usually first year, the club goes banging. I mean, Melbourne Victory last year was a disappointing year, but prior to that, they've, you know, they've been thereabouts. So um, that form might read all right at the end of the year because I really think Melbourne Victory uh, could, could actually take out the title uh, this year. So, But they cannot afford uh, Western United to, uh, to drop a game again next, next week. Are they playing down here next week? I should know that. No, I don't, I don't know. I'll find it. Uh, they host... In front of me. Uh, United host 
Perth Glory at Amy Park on oh, Friday. Oh, so they do, yes. And uh, what's the Perth Glory's track record? Oh, well, but they're, they're a sort of side that can be all, all over the place of it, but at the same time, they need to get away to a very good start too, don't they? Yeah, well, hopefully they don't travel well. That's what we can Well, it says here they had a draw with Adelaide United on the weekend, so I don't know what that... And that was probably, what, at home, would it be? At home, well, you'd think they probably wouldn't play in Adelaide and then come to Victoria. See, the layouts are also different on these mm. uh, results pages yeah. than in the AFL, but mm. it's, uh, they're listed first, so I have to assume that they are at home. We're going to get across all of this because by the end of this year, I'm hoping that we can all be wearing the, uh, the green and black and we'll be right into the A-League. Yes, we'll be start learning that song. So on the surely here, there's enough soccer supporters around who, like, not, not only supporters, but who play in the local competition. Surely we should be better placed than that, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I'm not sure. And uh, yeah, there is a few imports coming into the um, into these sides, isn't there? Because I think that 75th minute when they kicked the goal was, um, I think, the Portuguese import on in Roderick uh, Miranda. He, he was a, the goal scorer for victory. Yeah. So they they do tend to still bring in uh, imports. Yeah, basically you get, you get the imports who come in, but they don't play up to their what you know, supposed talent. Yeah, I think that that's one of the real problems that Geelong do have. I think. Mm. So there you go, the uh, A-League. Now, Bucket, you were just saying to me off-air that there's not going to be any rule changes in the AFL. Um, is that right? What a, what a great call that'll be. Gee. Oh, I don't know. They can get a sexist Scotty now because he, <laughs> <laughs> he won't be needed. No, I think they've been crying out there like on Talkback Radio now for quite a long time. Just leave the bloody rules alone. And I think uh, he, he might have listened to the audience out there. And I, I think that's one of the best things that they can do. You can't keep on making changes and think it's going and going all right. No, I, I agree with you. He might be old now to set sit back and uh, start uh, using his energy to uh, see a better uh, system with, um, with you know, local football and that being uh, a bit more funding going into in, into that sort of area. So um, are there no rules that you would just want to even tinker with? Deliberate out-of-bounds rules and, I don't know, interchange rotations? Oh, I reckon bucket that, um, you know, where you've got to put your hand up like you're in a classroom to say who's going up for the ruck. Just th- throw the ball up. If two players from one side go up for the contest instead of one, it's a penalty the opposition gets one. But this waiting for... And, and you see players, they, 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 they milk it. They, they take their time. They, they run in and put their hand up, jog in, and by that time, their teammates have got back into their positions. Well, well, well sometimes they've uh, travelled 100 yards to get there, haven't they? Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, I yeah, good. So I just say throw the ball up, one one up from each side, and that's it. What about the one about, uh, is it the man on the mark and how they can't move oh, that one? Yeah, well, that's another one too. That's, yeah. It's a little bit sideways, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit uh, a bit silly, that one too. It doesn't, it's, it's, I don't think it's a good look either. Well, we should actually have a thing where anyone who uh, wants to suggest a rule that should be tinkered with, anyone listening, um, send us a mm. Facebook message or something, and we might read out some of your ideas. What would you change in the AFL? Um, any local sport updates, Peter? Any coach appointments or anything like that? No, I think all of the coaching has been uh, organised. Of course, Paul Lynch has gone to uh, to Thompson for next year too. Bucket, he coached Birrigara to a flag um, 
the last year, was it? Or, um, well, so, very well in the coach. And like he yeah. coached first, he coached Lara, he, co- he coached Colick, he went down to Port Arlington and, and couldn't win a game down there. And basically, like, like he, he, he knows how to coach, really. Like, he knows how to get behind the guys and just give them that little bit of advice from time to time. Yeah, and I think two of the players in Steve Seligen and Sam Green, he's brought across from Birrigarra with him. Sam Green's an interesting player. He's, he's like the Mr. Fixit, apparently, for Paul Lynch, so he can play all over the ground. So uh, they'll be they'll be interesting to see how they go. Leopold captain uh, Sam Smith has uh, he's heading to the Sunshine State uh, for work. Uh, Lucas Boyd has gone to uh, Kalura Nurat. Um, Jade Nexel uh, Thompson, Andrew Pepper Hamilton, and Tommy Ruggles has gone to Drysdale. So Leopold have lost a few players uh, in the GFL side of it. Mm-hmm. St Joey's have lost a few as well. Might have worry Aaron Black, uh, Connor Joseph from Newtown and Chilwell's come across, and so is Damon Hemphill from St Albans. So uh, might have worry looking like they've uh, bolstered their stocks. So uh, there's still a bit of movement uh, with, with player trade. Well, we better go to the final word, Bucket. Yes, I think you've got to be a part and join a sporting club because I think the sporting clubs are going to need all of your support they can get in the next year or two, I think. That's true. Peter? Yeah, I think you've read my notes too, Bucket, because I know there's a number of clubs around the around the district that are looking for people to come and jump on board and help out as much as they can. Well, thank you very much to both of you. We'll talk to you again next week. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.